podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yeah, some people say the glass is half empty and some people say the glass is half full. But for me, it's irrelevant because I'm having another drink either way. (laughs) (laughs) So that is a Sean Locke joke. Uh, Uh. He obviously died today, so I thought we'd start with one of his jokes because he's a great comedian. Um, And yeah, I'm glad you guys laughed at it because otherwise it would have been a bit awkward. It explains a lot. It was a good joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was one of the better jokes we've we've had. So that explains a lot from a professional comedian. <laughs> you can aspire to be a professional comedian uh, someday, Nate. Because like the only reason I watched Eight Town Cats was because of him. So maybe yeah. you know one day the only reason I watched that going forward maybe. is because you're on it. No, I don't think. I mean, yeah, that's incredibly nice for you to say, Lawrence. But I don't see that ever happening. Uh, but you're right. I think he was the reason I watched it as well for a lot of the time. I watched a compilation of his um, videos today and an incredibly funny man. I kind of always forget how funny he is. So, um, yeah, very sad news that. Yeah, everyone else should basically stop listening to our pod and go and watch YouTube clips <laughs> of him being funny, basically. But it means you'll get a laugh and then you'll be sad. But it will be, uh, yeah, there's some great stuff out there, isn't there? The carrot in the box. That was hilarious. That was carrot in the box is earlier. superb. Um, yeah, I might even watch that again after this. It's very funny. Even, even when you know what's coming, it's still funny. In fact, it's funnier when you know what's coming, <laughs> yeah. which is always quite impressive. I think uh, probably a mark of a very good comedian when they can still be funny when you know the, you know, the punchline or the, the premise or whatever. So, um, so, yeah, there you go. Whereas Nate's kind of the opposite is that you don't know the punchline or the premise and he still struggles to be funny. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, see, that's why I won't be on eight, eight out of ten cats. It does count down, Lawrence, unfortunately. Well, the three of us all saw each other in the flesh yesterday, and I laughed a lot at things you said, mate. So I genuinely do think you are funny. Thank you, mate. That's nice of you to say. And you did say it in person then yesterday as well. So double <laughs> ego boost from Lawrence Barreto. Exactly. And the good news continues because you're going to get a nine for that. Oh, excellent. I, I was going to say, I think that's that, that definitely deserved to be on the top end of the scale. Very much like, so. I think uh, when we eventually get around to reviewing all of your jokes, that'll be, we'll be right up there. Yeah, good. And um, we did promise people we were going to do that, didn't we, over the summer break? We haven't had time to do that yet, but we're going to do it later in the year, a review of all the jokes. So watch this space. Somebody did, um, I think, send in a message about us doing that. And it was the plan, but kind of life got in the way. And by that, I mean, I wasn't organized, organized <laughs> enough. And Lawrence wasn't organized enough to go back to all the jokes and rate them. Yes. And I never offered to even help do that. And like we said, yeah. we all went to the pub yesterday. So uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good use of our time. <laughs> that was actually, looking at it now, it was probably perfect time to have done it. But Oh, well, it's fine. We, we were brainstorming, weren't we? Key podcast ideas, right? That's, that's, that's what I'm going to, that's the line I'm going with. Yeah, what he said. What he said. Welcome to The Pad Hoc, a podcast featuring stories following Formula One around the world. I'm Lawrence Bretto, senior writer at F1.com. And I'm Chris Medland, F1 correspondent at Racer. And I'm Nate Saunders from ESPN. Hello again, chaps. I mean, it's been so long, hasn't it? It really has. Um, It's It's nice to see you all in in regular dimension. Yes. Rather than just over Zoom. Yeah. Um, I thought this this was regular dimension. This is what we're used to. (laughs) Like, nice flat screen. It was concerning being able to like walk around you and like 
actually see you in the flesh. That was really weird. (laughs) And your background was bigger than just a square. Like your background, like was all encompassing (laughs) my vision. It was crazy. And as I moved, it changed, which was very strange. I wasn't quite, wasn't quite sure what to do with that. Future. (laughs) Scary. I don't like it. I want to stay back inside all day for the rest of my life now. The thing that concerns me most about looking at you virtually, Nate, is the picture behind your head is just never straight. No, I've, I honestly, before this pod, it was to get it straight, a lot. and it really <laughs> is annoying me. I need to, I need to just re, redo it. And in fact, as we started, I looked at it and I was like, it looks even worse because of the angle I'm at. So yeah. Um, I assumed it was just the angle you're at. So now I really, really judge you if that is <laughs> that wonky. It's not that wonky. That so we can a take a screenshot off. quickly. Uh, I'll do that. Wow. That was screenshot that? sound. Well, I didn't know I did that. <laughs> uh, and now we have a beautiful screenshot of us all looking funny. <laughs> yeah, but that looks really weird. <laughs> all very unsuspecting. You can but go yeah. to the Twitter to see that. We're going to put it on the Twitter. The Twitter. Yeah. Maybe on the Facebook. The two things we have. So. Well, speaking of social media, Chris, do we have any reviews? We do. We've got one review. Well, Nate tries to straighten his picture and he's <laughs> failing at it badly. I'm waiting for it to drop off the... Uh, wool. Uh, we do. It would actually review. crush my microphone, so I might just, I might just stop doing that. <laughs> I mean, it would make for an interesting pod if we just hear that crash. Um, if if you don't hear Nate speak again, it's because he's been flattened by a poster. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we we got one review came in from Lily Rocks twenty eight in the US that says this is the title is just angling for a mug. It's five stars, so thank you, Lily Rocks twenty eight. Uh, and it says, listen, it's a great show. As much as I disagree with Bretto's joke ratings, the paddock Ooh. stories and insights are top notch. It's like you and your friends are chatting about what you did over the weekend, except they all actually watch F1 and a couple of them got to go to the race. Five stars, but I may knock it down to a four if you don't start selling those mugs. <laughs> oh, that's blackmail. It is a that's, bit. That's just extortion. I admire but it a little. Yeah. I respect it. Yeah. That's, that's entrepreneurial as well. <laughs> yeah <laughs> those things often just co- like <laughs> overlap don't they so i like it yes yeah, can confirm strong. can confirm that this is wonky even at this angle change my, <laughs> change my camera angle guys and it's still slightly wonky oh dear but less absolutely sure well this is oh. the reason it's things like this Nate, which is why you don't have a mug yet either beretta yeah. has a mug that's Since true we last recorded he got his hands on a mug but uh but nate didn't because i forgot to take it to the pub yesterday true but no i think i think that that's a fair request um those things you know if we did sell them we'd make a ton we'd, we'd probably have to just stop doing the podcast we'd have so much money we'd be like don't need to do it anymore <laughs> we've sold Retire, out yeah buy a boat <laughs> yeah. retire so what do you how do you guys make your money is that oh, just, just just in mugs <laughs> mugs. we are mugs yeah <laughs> i mean we are <laughs> i'm that. intrigued to know whether she, the reason why she doesn't agree with my joke ratings are because they're too high or are they too low? So um, we should. Mm. They've all been quite high recently. So, so, so like... maybe she's suggesting I'm being too generous to you, Nate. Maybe. She wouldn't have been the first one. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm on board with that. Lily Rocks 28, like tweet us or something and tell us, like, what is it you disagree with when it comes to Bretto's joke ratings? Uh and, and tell us your favourite joke and what it should have got because I still feel that there must be a 10 in there somewhere. Got to be one. Like, I, Nate's been hard done by here. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. All right. All right. So, you know, yeah. well, like we've discussed in a previous pod, I don't want to go too high too early. Nate. Well, no. we, we just want 
we want the f- constructive feedback. We all, we also like the feedback that basically puts Brett in his place. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you, you boys that. do that all the time. So it's not as if we need more people to do that. But this way, yeah, we can kind of not seem like we're bullying you because <laughs> we spread it out among some other people. It's so. tough love, Lawrence. It's not bullying. It's tough love. Oh, well, I welcome know. the feedback, guys. How you get? It's just how you improve as a man and as a joke writer. <laughs> this is how it, it's how it, how it happens. Well, I aspire to be better. So you should. So you should. Um, but on the mugs, no, they're not for sale yet. Um, but sure yet is important. Be. But well, maybe. I don't know. We don't have that many. I was thinking of maybe, maybe giving one away at Ooh. some stage. Ooh. But anyone who's listening to this podcast and has seen, not even a cryptic tweet, I just tweeted earlier, that um, we're going to do a giveaway on this episode. Uh, we should have probably teased this earlier on, shouldn't we? So people actually listen, but never mind. We're going to do a giveaway on this episode. And it's not a mug. Oh yeah, sorry. I, I should have given time for that reaction. Um, <laughs> I'll leave. I'll leave a dramatic pause when I say what it is. Uh, the giveaway is going to be a copy of F1 2021 on the Xbox, Ooh. which is actually a very good giveaway. Yeah. Um, now uh, that's with the kind permission of the folks at Formula One and Codemasters and EA Sports, but. Uh, they probably don't want me saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's because of a distribution issue when they tried to give me a free copy and they gave me the wrong type. So instead of me sending it back to them, they just gave me a code so I can download it for the PlayStation, but said, you know what? You can give away that copy. So that's very kind of them. And I thought, I will. I have lots of friends who would have liked it and they hate me because I didn't just give it to one of them. I thought, we'll give it away. Gives us something to talk about, doesn't it, really? So- also, no one really has an Xbox. So, you know, fair play to you if, you, if you've stuck with Xbox this whole time. Yeah, um, and you and you listen to the podcast. Two very rare things in life. We, we do think there will be one person that can win this. Yeah, um, yeah. at best, um, probably point four is the likelihood of the number of people that listen to us. And and um, is it an Xbox One, the uh, console that? Yeah, latest one. Uh, but it's not just a game. For starters, you can do what you want with it once I've posted it to you. So if you then you could use it, it as a coaster for something. one of the pad hoc mugs when you buy that. <laughs> oh, great idea. I mean, you could take the CD out and use the case as that, so you, it's like it doubles up. You could still you could be playing Xbox, uh, F1 2021 on your Xbox One with your pad hoc mug full of pad hoc mug full of whatever you want to drink from it, and you're there driving as Pierre Gasly winning every race. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, um, as the kids say, that would be a vibe, right? Right, everyone. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what that means. So, I don't yeah, either. The kids I, must say that, yeah. I think I've heard people say it, and I think I just used it in the correct way. So, please again tell us if that's correct or incorrect use of vibe. Funny that you mentioned Pierre Gasly. I actually informed him of the mugs. I showed him a mug, and do you know what he said? He said, "You'll start your every day the best way." <laughs> that should go on the mug as well. Uh, <laughs> Which is... Yeah, we'll, re- we'll recall them and, and put that quote on. I'm slightly uh, disappointed he didn't say Nate love Nate, but you know. yeah, that is. That's, I mean, that is a bit of a kick to the, you know, to the gut a little bit. Um, I'm not gonna lie, but but maybe I think it's you know he's already called me babe, you know, so True. I feel like that. That you know of, the love's there. Yeah, right? I know it's there. You know, I don't need to. I don't. You know, I'm not. I'm not someone who's that that worried about those those kind of things. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> back to the giveaway. Yeah. Um, firstly, it's not just the game that people are going to get. The excitement is building. They also get uh, a very big box that comes in, a very big bag that the box can then go in. 
Uh, You're just trying to get rid of the box, Madison. <laughs> a bags. <laughs> Pretty much, yes, yeah, recycling. Uh, a flag, an F1 2021 flag that you can put on your wall of your games room. Uh, and I believe two, not one, but two hats. A Pirelli hat, which is very cool. Uh, and an F1 2021 hat, which is also cool. But yeah, the Pirelli hat's the one you see on the podium and stuff. So uh, all of that is coming that way. Not the t-shirt with my name on it. I think I'll keep that. Um, <laughs> that would be weird. Uh, That's the collector's it. item right there. I haven't launched my own clothing brand yet, so I can't be sending out stuff with my name on it. Like, I mean, you could sign it, couldn't you? Um, no, add it to Good. the giveaway. I mean, come, we've already you... said how few people are going to actually be interested Menace, in this I giveaway. think you've just devalued the entire giveaway by saying that. <laughs> so, um, sorry, listeners, that you had to listen to it and then have it thrown back in your face. Medes isn't giving the best bit of it away, keeping it for himself. Yes. Um, but how can they win this? Extraordinary oh, yeah. prize, Nate. You tell them, Meadows. <laughs> no, no, no. No, so, <laughs> no, so um, as you know, we all like jokes in this podcast. I especially like jokes. Uh, but we haven't told any F1-themed jokes, and I'm sure there are some out there, either original or existing. So we thought if you tweet us in or send us in some jokes that are F1-themed, then next week uh, we will... Uh, well, I will rate the best ones, and with we're not sure exactly how we'll do it, but maybe I'll read out the best one at the start of the show. We'll give a shout out to whose joke it was, and then that will be the person that wins the game. And then we'll talk about some of the others because I'm sure there'll be some good ones. Um, but I'm quite excited to set that challenge because I think there could be some really good puns or one-liners. Obviously, keep them clean. Don't you know? Don't be too offensive. Um, but yeah, far away. But don't be offensive at all, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I mean, we mark this as explicit, so they can be slightly offensive. I mean, as long as slightly, like us, yeah. There's right? a there's a line, isn't there, in the sand? So yes, you know. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, which is always very clear, and there's never any debate or confusion yeah. over whether something crosses it or not. So yeah, very clear. It. If you could, <laughs> if you could make that line a squiggle for us, so it's really confusing. That would be that's the perfect sweet spot, I think, for a joke, whether it was offensive or not. Yeah. So there you go. I look forward to reading them. So do I. I'm very excited by that. Yeah, that's. I think it's as challenges go. That's pretty good, and the and the reward is very big. Have you guys played the game yet? <clears throat> I'm not I've a gamer, been... so I won't be playing the game. But I've played a little bit of it. I had the same. I had the same issue as 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 Metas did. Um, but um, I gave the Xbox version to a friend of mine. Um, and yeah, it's a very good. It's a good game. I mean, they're very similar to the last ones, but um. Yeah, what's, what's kind of crazy about it is as soon as you put the difficulty up, I don't play that much like you, Lawrence, but as soon as you put the difficulty up, the computer get way better. And I was used to in the old games where you could just like, you just dive down the inside and you could like gain eight places just by like breaking late. On this one, if you do that, you just, you, yeah, you just ruin your tires. So it's actually, it's nice in that sense. You have to drive kind of remotely like an F1 driver. Um, but it's fun. I haven't tried the story mode yet, which people are talking about. And you get, I think there's that Devin Butler guy is back who's like your like comedy nemesis um so yeah i'm looking forward to doing that but i can uh, feed back next week on how good it is but yeah racing fans my 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 neighbor in the flat i'm in he bought it the day it came out and he's been whenever i've seen him he's been like this is the best game i've ever played um so he obviously likes he has the big steering wheel like you do Metas. so he's a proper racing gamer and he keeps saying do you want to come and play and i'm like well i'm an f1 journalist and if, if i just lose you know just <laughs> to my neighbor <laughs> It devalues my whole profession, doesn't it? You know, I can't no, because that doesn't mean you know any less, mate. No, but there's a mystique. 
there's a mystique around me with him. He's, like, he's an F1 journalist. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to ruin that mystique by showing him that I'm terrible at gaming because he will be like, why can't you drive? No, because I write about it. <laughs> Don't do it. I mean, that's why we all do this job, right? Because we can't drive. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Whenever anyone asks me, why did you get into sports journalism? It's like, I wanted to be a professional sports person, but realized at a very young age that I was useless at all sports. And therefore, mm. the next yeah. best thing was get paid to watch it. Not useless. We are all reasonable at sport, I would say. I always joke to people about rugby. I say I had a career ending lack of talent when I was about <laughs> 18. Yeah, it's, it's worse than like a cruciate ligament injury or anything really debilitating yeah you don't <laughs> and, come back um, from that do you you don't you know and i remember laying there on the turf you know and just thinking this is it my career's over because of this lack of talent that i've just snapped <laughs> <laughs> like an achilles terrible i'm not sure where my lack of talent is i think it's in multiple sports to be honest but <laughs> mine's just across everything it's funny when you watch the olympics isn't it that which has obviously just been on over the past few weeks you see just how talented people are at such a young age and you're like oh my god i was so useless at all of those things even running like running is quite simple when you think about oh it's just running but when you see people running as fast as they do you just think that's just ridiculous so on that note so i've got a half marathon on sunday that i am i say training for i've got one more run to do before it uh, and i'm just all about surviving it because i haven't been running enough recently but i remember them watching the 1500 meters uh from tokyo and in the final i want to say that like winning time was about three minutes just over three minutes that's for, that's for 1.5k. That's like when we run a quick kilometer, like my absolute fastest kilometer is like 350 pace. And these guys are then covering another half kilometer on top of that quicker than I can even do one. That is insane. I, I genuinely think when I watch the Olympics on TV, it's not actually um, watching live sport at all. It's actually all a, it's all a ruse. It's all a show. Like it's just, it's been edited together to make it look like people can do these things because there's absolutely no way that's like humanly possible. Surely. It's like throwing a javelin for 90 meters, whatever it is. Like who can do that? It's not even get their hands on a javelin. It's the pole vault one that gets me. It's like, who invented that? Who was like, you know, I'm going to do this stick that bends. I'm going to run over there, stick it in the ground. I'm going to jump over that big high thing. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, actually, now you mention it. So it's Formula One. Some people are like, oh, it's just driving around in circles. Like, but you can see how it came about, can't you? Like, the motor car was invented, and we're like, well, how do we work out which is the best one? And we start racing against each other. That makes sense. Now, somebody says, but can you jump into that pit of sand? But, but don't just jump straight into it. You kind of need to start jumping earlier, but then decide you're too far away from it. So you need to then, like, bounce once and then bounce again. So you have to have three goes before you actually do the jump at the end. Like, who came up with that? And what's that achieving? Yeah, true. The tri- yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think I would vote the triple jump as the most random one because of the yeah. random hop skip to start with. Yeah. I'm going to make a quick Olympics point and then we can segue beautifully onto some news about Japan. Uh, <laughs> I I really think, and I'm willing to die on this hill, that in the all the equestrian events, the horse should get the medal and not the jockey. <laughs> it really annoys me when they get off. They're like, well done, jockey. It's like, you didn't do anything. You sat on the horse. The horse did like danced around like a, you know, like a fool for, for our enjoyment. And it doesn't even get a wreath. It's just like, well done, sit over there. But you've you've played a part in in training and guiding that horse, right? Yeah, true. But like in F1, like the team still gets points, you know? Oh, uh, well, maybe they should both get a medal then. The yeah. horse and at the very least. And get the or like a little horse medal. What was, you know, yeah. a, a medal made of carrots or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Carrot medal. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you hear that? 
What's that noise? That's some breaking news <laughs> from this morning. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, damn, I uh, It's been a long two weeks, lads. Um, <laughs> yeah, Japanese Grand Prix is off. Thoughts? Sad times, chaps. I love Japan. Yeah. I love Same. the country. I think the race is great. I was thinking about it just earlier when we talked about gaming because we played Mario Kart in a bar somewhere in Osaka. Um, uh, we turned some beer crates upside down, sat down, and a bunch of us were there. And it was just like, it's you wouldn't do that really anywhere else in the world. It's it's just such a unique place. And Suzuka, can you imagine what it would have been like with Honda's last year? Yuki hasn't had his home race yet. Um, and they go mad, you know, for Formula One without a Japanese driver, let alone what they're going to do when they've got a Japanese driver who's pretty, pretty encouraging and he pretty promising. And in a Honda powered car and Honda's in a title fight. Yeah, that yeah. would have been good. That kind of, it was all set to be like the perfect ending to it. And I, I think mm. Honda were pretty gutted that that's not happening looking at the statement they put out because they're the title sponsor as well, aren't they? The race normally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I think it just means that we should try and go back there later in the year. I reckon they should have just been like, you know what? Japan's awesome. We're going to come along in whenever we can next go back, even if it's kind of next October, we'll just call it the 2021 Japanese Grand Prix. Um, it'll still <laughs> be the title decider. Yeah, exactly. I, I loved when it was Suzuka was the title decider. Yeah, it was cool, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. I, the problem with the calendar, if that you know, even if, if there was a possibility, I'm pretty sure Abu Dhabi is like the 15th or 16th of December, so they've literally got like a week at the end of the season that they could put it if 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 there was that chance. It's just a shame. Yeah, there's but, um, not a window. Um, yeah, we're not going. Sadly, we're definitely not going, are we? This yeah, wasn't yeah. one it's, that was postponed. This was not happening. This one was cancelled. Yeah, yeah. And it so. makes it quite interesting because we've got this triple header coming up three European races, and then everything's in a bit kind of flux a little bit. I was trying to work out today what is and isn't likely to be on the calendar in a month's time. It's quite tricky. What are, um, I think Turkey is a question mark at this point. Yeah, I mean, we got a bit of a briefing, didn't we, this morning, um, mm-hmm. saying like there still should be options to make Turkey happen and stuff. But Turkey was in the middle of a runner triple header because uh, it's a redless country for the UK, so people needed to travel on from Turkey to the next race. And Japan made sense because you needed to leave early to get to Japan and things like that. So I think based on that, the logic would be they'll replace Japan with something as in the same date. Because otherwise it was sounding like it could be two races in Austin, which would have been awesome. I think we've talked about that before. But then uh, Travis County is not exactly in the best shape COVID-wise. So that looks less likely right now. Um, but who knows? This is the weird thing. Every time you think you know what's about to happen, um, we don't always praise Barreto's lot, but, <laughs> but but that's a pretty tough job trying to kind of still piece it together now because they backloaded the calendar so heavily, hoping that the world would be in a better place because that's what they could do 12 months ago. No one had any idea. And now it's like, okay, it's not it's not easy. What are we going to do? You have to have about, I don't know, 20 different scenarios, I guess. There must be so many draft calendars around. I'd love to know what the total number of drafts are at the end of this year because they would have just gone through so many because you could put one in one day and then you wake up the next day and one government's decided to do something else or a country's been added to a list that you can't travel to or, um, you know, traffic light has changed. And it must be so difficult because it's not just about deciding where you're going to go, like freight goes. So you have to decide several weeks in advance, you know, where you're going to have a race because the freight for Japan's already gone. So that, that, you know, they'll just end up diverting that somewhere else and, and then holding it there until they work out where they're going to go to. So it's it's not just about trying to find a race to fill a gap. It's, it's trying to make this incredible puzzle that normally goes around and no one really thinks about how hard it is to put it together. 
And then when other factors come into play, it becomes quite clear of how impressive it is that we actually managed to do this every year, generally with no problems. And last year was pretty impressive. You know, the, there was one point in the year when I was like, well, I don't think I'll get more than seven races in. You know, and they managed, was it 14 in the end? They got? 17. 17, sorry, of course it was. Um, so yeah, they, they do do an incredible job. It's a great point about the calendars. I bet someone's got like a little book somewhere. Like, right, put this back in the fo- like this is in the folder of drafts that will never see the light of day. Like that room in Indiana Jones, you know, when they put the, the they're like wheeling the, the Ark of the Covenant through and he's like, it's being handled by top men. There's somewhere there. Well, you're <laughs> laughing, Lawrence, but I'm sure you know that room exists. So you're not allowed to say. I can't, I can't possibly say because then you'll have to kill me. <laughs> that's not what India, Indiana Jones is about, Lawrence. <laughs> that's, that's James Bond. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. So, Nate, where are you going instead of Japan? Well, I would really like to do double Austin. Um, so I, I'm still clinging on to that. Um, you know, obviously things move around. But um, yeah, like you said, not the... Yeah, it doesn't look as likely now as it might have done a couple of weeks ago. Um, <clears throat> otherwise, I mean, some of the... Like, I liked Mugello last year. I thought that was really fun. Um, you know, a circuit that we haven't raced at before. There was something... Obviously, we that would be the second time we raced there. There's a lot to be said for just going to a new circuit that people don't, that people aren't familiar with. Um, so yeah, Mugello maybe. Um, I was thinking about this today, yeah. Like I, I suppose it'd be Austin, Mugello. Um, I don't know. Can Imola host another race? I, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the race <laughs> at Imola this year. Like we can just go back to Imola. I think it's quite cool seeing cars there. I mean, it's still so it's October time, isn't it? Um, so, mm, so you October. might you, you could just about get away with European races. Yeah, yeah. I think you, so. Like you'd be risking it with the weather, but that might make it quite fun. Yeah, none of them would be too. I mean, we did later than that when we went to Nurburgring last year, which mm. was obviously the weather tricky. was bad. though, wasn't it on yeah. that Friday washout? But then the fact that or fog out or whatever it was, wasn't it? Like the Before helicopter that, yeah. couldn't fly to that. Like so, that was a risk. But even then, got the race in, um, and that's one of the you know riskier venues to go at that time of year so that would suggest you could probably do like Nürburgring or Hockenheim or you know a German circuit even um at that time so that could be quite interesting um Hockenheim would be fun yeah that'd be really nice just go back there because the last couple races at Hockenheim were just pure chaos weren't they so yeah of course yeah like both there was two in a row the last two were just like were just madness yeah they were good ones that would be that would be fun to do um, it's also kind of now we've had a few more races that are more normal as such. Um, not that I've seen you guys any of them yet, but I will get back there for Spa. Um, but you know, with fans and things like that, and atmosphere, and it just kind of feeling a lot more like an important event, you kind of ideally want to go somewhere that lets you do that. I think you know, we could go to some places that might be a behind closed doors race because the promoter or, or host can make it work that way and are happy to hold a race without any fans but i think it would just be nice if we could go somewhere where it would be with fans the problem is then yeah i agree such a late call selling tickets must be really hard like getting the logistics done would be really hard so in that sense it's probably harder than last year isn't it but Nurburgring green was quite late to the calendar we got some fans there last year so maybe maybe that could come back actually um yeah i think that's a key element isn't it and um i mean silverstone was pretty special for that just hearing the noise and the atmosphere obviously you don't want to see two drivers collide but like max and lewis if that had happened with no fans it still would have been the same impact but it, it added to it that there was like the, the fans reacting to it in real time instantly yeah and then the way lewis celebrated afterwards um yeah you know, feeding off that um atmosphere and hungry was great as well because there was a whole grandstand uh towards the back of the grid almost opposite the podium which was just dutch fans um and smallish 
grandstand but still a hell of a lot of noise and so I think with those two races in a row it showed how good it was having fans back and how it g'd up it got the drivers so if we can find a way to to get fans there, I guess it's trying to pick it in a country which is quite open and so that it is easy to travel maybe for for people in that country so that they can react quickly you've just got to give it the best chance and you of people being able to get there and making it accessible yeah, it's a, one that'll be fun. I don't know how open it is at the moment. I've seen a lo- number of people tweet about it, and I thought logistically that makes no sense. But maybe it makes a bit more sense now. You've mentioned that freight had already gone towards Japan. But what about Malaysia? Oh, that's I'd love bang. to go to Malaysia. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good shout. And I think everyone liked that circuit, didn't they? Yeah. And that that's time good... of year, like we've had races there before, haven't we? In that kind of slot. So it was yeah. April or October time. So um That'd be cool. But logistics in terms of everyone getting there and booking stuff now would be tricky. But, and it would be brutal, which the calendar already was. But the, uh, yeah, if the freight's already on its way, just kind of divert the boat, go to Kuala Lumpur, easy. I just hope we don't end up with double Sochi. (laughs) That would be the worst double that we could end up with. Agreed. Um, Don't like to really badmouth circuits, but that would be dull. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no like you know nothing against people that organize the race but it's just not it's not the most entertaining venue is it spectacle so no. i guess if we can just find a way not to double anywhere if we can and just go to mm. different different Un- um... unless it's austin <laughs> <laughs> and then in that case double it double it again if you need to do four that is so long as that we would be allowed out and about um, yeah that's true uh, i suppose i suppose that's the case anyway you don't want to be too spend two weeks inside a hotel and, and fans the same like yeah if it's if it's a bad situation where like we said if you have no fans there because they can't host them because it's a bit too dangerous or something and we're just locked in hotels it doesn't matter how cool the venue could be if you're not getting it it's full potential then that's a bit rubbish so um yeah that well hopefully some of the places will improve a bit but um if we're going to the us let's do indie let's go and do indie mm. and oh yeah indie. that'd be great after after it was talked about so long and then kind of they, yeah. you know kind of called the talk about it and then for it to, if, if it did just happen out of nowhere that'd be very cool yeah let's do that then instead but um it's gonna be because at least then you're already there but i don't know about getting freight and things everywhere so it does it i'm glad i'm not the person in charge of it actually like as much as we can suggest things and it'd be a lot of fun like whoever's having to do this right now in the middle of their summer break if they get one yeah you know, i know that f1 doesn't shut down like the team shut down um but yeah, in the middle of the summer break, people would have to be like spinning these plates is, uh, yeah, not fun. So I think to get through this year, whatever happens at the calendar, this has got to be the, surely the most satisfying one to got through, given all of the things that have been thrown. You know, if you can get to this year and get anywhere close to what you were hoping for at the start of the year, considering where the world is, um, mm. I think it'd be it'll be pretty impressive. So um, let's see. Just one final question to you guys: like any year, um, any time, um, if you could pick one track to return to the calendar not necessarily this year but you'd like to see formula one race at that circuit um what would it be and why it's a good question um i'm gonna go early while you think because i thought the question and i thought of something in advance <laughs> so you um, set yourself I, up here have you right just teed it up and <laughs> smash out the park and leave us to just flounder Outrageous. well no because you've got some time and you react well you know you, you act well under pressure Sometimes, yeah. Um, I'm going to say Kyle Army because I really want to go to South Africa or somewhere on the African continent. Um, and that circuit, you know, is up to a spec where they could have a front test. So it wouldn't take them much to, it's all relative, but it wouldn't take them much to get it to this, the status where they could have a race there and 
um, I think that racing there would be taking the sport to a whole new audience. And um, even if that's not where it ultimately ends up, it'll be a great place to start. And then we can kind of see how it goes down there. And it's a pretty, looks like a prequel. I've never been there, but it looks like a prequel track. Yeah, that's a good shout. I, I was going to say Kalalami. So, oh, what nice. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Oh, no. Um, but no, I agree. That, that would be very cool. Um, maybe like somewhere really retro. I don't know what racing in these cars would be like but like going mm-hmm. to like watkins Glen or something like that would just oh, be laguna sake i know yeah or the, like one of those but... one of those two i mean the corkscrew i don't know if those cars could even if they could do could it even yeah. do it you, you'd probably have to modify the, the corner right but just seeing the logistics of that and it'd still be fairly interesting as a spectacle so well, yeah one of those two would be interesting but again i'm not saying the racing would be great there i don't know what it'd be like but i thought be... you said it had to be a returning one rather than like can be a new one no 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 it can be anyone Oh, okay. Well, so I was focusing on returning one, but I, I've obviously got the only possible answer there should be Caesar's Palace Grand Prix comes back. <laughs> yeah. like, I was thinking about that, and I, mean, I was it, like, it absolutely, it'd be an absolute horror show of a race. But what a place to go! So yeah, I've seen pictures of it, and it does look completely farcical. For people that don't know, it was literally just a race in a car park, wasn't it? Like they just put cones out and said, "Right, that's the left turn." Pretty much, and it was the championship decider that year, eighty-one, I think, when Alan Jones won it. Uh, yeah, it hosted two races, 81 and 82, didn't it? Um, right, yeah. And, yeah, it was like, and it's just like kind of switchbacks, basically. Yeah. Um, all Awful circuit. But they were, they were quite, you know, people just sat there watching. You can imagine people just like, what's this? <laughs> gamble not to, not to watch these F1 cars race. Yeah, I'm, I'm just now flicking through the list of venues that have actually hosted a race and seeing if anyone jumps out at me that I'm like, yes, want to go there. Um, there's I'm, a lot, yeah, I'm, to be honest. I'm trying to do the same one. The Argentinian Grand Prix, I remember, used to be quite oh, good. Oh, yeah. yeah, that would be good. That, that would one, be good. I remember playing that on the Grand Prix 3 game, you know, the classic. Was it Jeff Crammon's games of uh, motor racing? Always good fun. Um, I'd want the old Hockenheim back. Oh, yeah, classic, yeah, classic. That would be mega through the trees. Yeah, that would be cool. But I have found one, genuinely. That I was trying to think. I'm sure there's one that was on the calendar, and I never made it, and I wanted to go. Career. Yeah, that I just missed a career. <laughs> I always wanted to go to Mokpo. Everyone said it was like a really weird place and difficult and you had to stay in bad hotels and it was what, four hours on the train down from Seoul and stuff. But it was career. I'd never been and Seoul's meant to be a cool city. Um, the track had potential, I thought. Like it had overtaking opportunities. It was quite fun and different. So um, they were meant to build a city around it, weren't they? Like the final sector was going to have a city built, built up and that never happened. Yeah, it was like Yong, was it Yong Yam? Yong Nam? Where they, they'd come up with a name for the city or the town. Y- Yong Am. There we go. Which, which I think might have actually been, that is like, is a city. Ah, um, oh, okay. So they're trying yeah. to build a super city within it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but oh. Mokpo was like the clearest, the nearest like place that you could um, kind of stay in or that most people stayed in. So yeah, I'd like to have done that. The career international circuit. That would have been fun. I'm going to say one that, Bernie always wished was on, but wasn't. And that was the the New York slash New Jersey race. <laughs> Remember, we had years of talking about that, and some of the some of the specs of it looked pretty cool. Racing downtown, in um, well, it, it was originally kind of like New York, and then they like moved it to New Jersey because of logistics. Yeah, with and then, the skyline in the background, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it would have been. That, I mean, as a for fans to go, that would have been great. Like for the visibility of F one, that would have been really cool. Um. But yeah, I think logistically, it's like the the London GP they always talked about. No chance that would ever even come close to happening, sadly. And on that, yeah, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) sad note for me to end it on. Yeah. Um. Thanks very much, chaps. Good to see you virtually once again. Haven't seen you 
in the in flesh, 24 long like, hours yeah. a day. What do we but do think, next tomorrow to make it different? Do we just um, do a phone call only or holograms? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Do phone calls even exist anymore? Are they a thing? Yeah, I, don't I, I, I don't know. I think this is the only way to communicate. No, you have to communicate with video. I mean, yeah. that's just the way now. Yeah, stop, stop being so weird, Madison. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just so, I'm buzzing. Because I'm going to plug, we've got a giveaway again. Send in your jokes. Giveaway. Yeah. So send in jokes, people, and make them good <laughs> and uh, make them original. Because mine are always original. I write all of mine. <laughs> famously <laughs> awesome well thanks very much chaps and um like they said we you can follow us on our social channels you can tweet us leave a joke on our facebook channel uh page as well channel page you know i know i know the score and please do hit subscribe as well on wherever you get your podcasts um you can read nate's work on espn.com medis's work on racer.com and my work on f1.com we'll do this again very very soon thanks again for listening bye Bye. Bye. Network.